Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And here on the Newsreel, we talk about the latest movies and TV show news here on the Newsreel. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a superhero-filled day, and I just want to continue that theme with our question of the day, which is going to be something that we kind of thought of ourselves, right, Ken? Yeah. You thought of it? Well, I, I drew inspiration from uh, an I, IGN post. IGN is like a kind of a video game entertainment uh, website. Um, so they they ask a different version of it because it was a part of an article. But yeah, that's where I got the inspiration for this uh, for this question. So I want to give them the credit. IGN. Okay. IGN. Eh, sometimes they're okay. Uh, the question of the day, though, is what is your favorite rated R superhero movie? This is surprisingly, there's a good bit of options, actually, for this. And I'll let you go first, though, because I'm curious. I don't yeah, this know. One, <laughs> well, this one was like a two, maybe three horse race for me. Really? Um, ultimately. Well, actually, there's actually a lot more, but then I feel like some of the ones I can't in good faith, like blade. I love, I remember loving blade, mm. but it's been maybe 20 years since I've seen it. It's been a long time. So I can't go off of my memory from before. So I'll give an honorable mention to blade. But for me, I guess the more I thought about, it, I was thinking about um, rewatchability and replayability. Um, and the more I thought about it, I ended up choosing Deadpool uh, mm. as my favorite, just because I feel like this is Ryan Reynolds, even though he was well known before Deadpool came out in 2015. I think yeah, 2015. Tw- yeah, tw- 2015, 2016. I think it was 15. It was one of those years. Yeah. Uh, not the second one, though. Not the second one. The first one. Okay. Uh, the original one, because I feel like for me, as far as Ryan Reynolds, the uh, the actor, he um, he became one of those where it's like, okay, I got to see, because I feel like now moving forward, he's been kind of using the same Deadpool uh, kind of shtick or whatever. But this one was the first original one where it was like, okay, he is breaking the fourth wall. Uh, it's got a lot of guts and gore and everything. This is actually kind of a, um, not really out of left field pick for me because for me, it's like okay, X Men. I I didn't. I don't really know X Men too well. But as, as far as like an entry point, I was like, ooh, Deadpool. Okay, got me kind of hooked into uh, other X Men movies that I kind of don't want to mention because I, I don't, you know, just for fear that I don't want to steal your thunder or whatever. So I won't say anything. But Deadpool is one of those where I mean, I actually started and I rewatched it actually recently. Mm-hmm. It still holds and it's still really good. And I, it's like, oh, Francis, whenever I hear Francis, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it just it just reminds me of a lot of that movie and um, like the one liners and what T.J. Miller and uh, I forget off the top of my head, his driver. Um, oh, oh, I forgot his name. I, was, I thought you were going to say Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> well the, yeah those two too yeah. is like uh, like the inside jokes about oh they were only able to get two of the x-men and it uh he couldn't they couldn't get someone that starts with or uh, rhymes with pulverine or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> it's just stupid like dialogue like that that uh i don't know i just i just find funny and ryan reynolds just knocks it out of the park 
see, I was almost going to choose Deadpool. And I was like, you know, I actually like Deadpool 2 a lot when I watched it somewhat recently, earlier, like, or within the last year. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with another x-men universe that's gonna be logan man yeah see that was it's one like, in one a <laughs> yeah it was i was like oh am i gonna choose one of the deadpool movies am i gonna choose maybe kick-ass maybe the first kick-ass mm-hmm. um maybe even no. the suicide squad that that, that was like an honorable yeah. mention for me yeah the suicide squad but for me it's like between deadpool or logan uh i i would have to go with with polverine on this one <laughs> Just because it's such a self-contained story, because the X-Men universe is so messy, <laughs> obviously. Very, very. But if you just take Logan as, like, in, in a bubble, it's such a good story. And just the way his character has kind of developed it from the first time you see him in X-Men 2000 all the way to Logan. Was that 2017? 18. Uh, yeah, something like 2017, I think. Yeah, basically, almost basically 17 years of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine and everyone loving him. It just comes down to a close in Logan. So, I uh, that's probably my favorite rated R superhero movie. Yeah, the Suicide Squad, not not Suicide Squad. (laughs) Uh, the Suicide Squad, very close though. I think so too. I mean, I think those were the three that were, that I was trying to just, you know, figure out. And for me, the only reason why I picked Deadpool over uh, Logan was because of the more of a, the comedic aspect of it. I feel like I could watch, I'll probably be in more moods to watch it more often than I would with Logan, but the, the storytelling with Logan, the cinematography, the story, the actual story itself, it was so epic. I in terms of the actual better film by by a mile, Logan is better than Deadpool. But I I, I chose re uh, rewatchability uh, for this uh, for this question. Yeah, I get that though. I have watched Deadpool more than I have Logan, but I don't know. Just Wolverine, man. I don't know. Yeah, so good. Wolverine, so good. <laughs> <laughs> the movie topic I actually wanted to bring up for this week. We it's more superhero news. Shocker. No, it's not Shocker from Spider-Man, but (laughs) (laughs) it's actually Mr. Fantastic. And apparently it might be John Krasinski, according to leaks, that they've casted John John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, as in part of the Fantastic Four. First of all, Ken, do you think this is real (laughs) for, for one? Um... I, I don't think it's real yet, um, just because I, I, I don't – obviously, there isn't any uh, reputable um, outlets that have actually actually reported on it. And we're still like two or three well, – actually, at least two years away from uh, the release of it. No one has said anything about it other than what John Watts directing mm-hmm. uh, Fantastic Four and that it's going to be – it will be out there. Uh, I think that's literally the only confirmed news, but um, everyone seems to think that uh, we're going to get something similar to Matt Murdock and with a surprise, I guess, cameo uh, from, you know, in No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. And everyone's speculating from, I guess, what I read that uh, Reed Richards is going to make a, just a quick cameo in the, multi- into the Multiverse of Madness. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. I bet they're in talks at least yeah. uh, about it. Um, you know, like you said, it does take a couple of years for things to really like come to fruition. But uh, if I were to put like how likely it's going to happen, I would probably say pretty likely just because I wouldn't believe it uh, until actually because until Haley Steinfeld became Kate Bishop. There was two castings I was like, if they do that, it's perfect. One was Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, and the other was John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. And at maybe like a couple of years ago, it's like, oh, uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen for those two. And then now we got Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay, now I hope John Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Just because it's such a, he's a more complicated character than they portrayed in the early 2000s movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that I feel like John Krasinski could pull it off. But uh, my question to you, though, is would there be anyone else besides John Krasinski that kind of off the top of your head that you might see fit a Mr. Fantastic? Hmm. You know, that's a really good question. Uh, like, I mean, I'll give a joke answer just because, uh, the, the name that kind of came to my mind was only because I recently watched this, uh, commercial actually, uh, on YouTube, I think it was that Hyundai commercial with John Krasinski and Chris Evans. <laughs> so I was going to say <laughs> Chris Evans, but I think he kind of uh, plays an important character in the mcu so i think that's out of the question the the car the the smart car the way the park (laughs) (laughs) oh shoot that was a super bowl uh commercial i think a year or two ago i I forget what year but i don't even know if this is a really good one just uh in uh, i guess full confession i'm not really too familiar with uh fantastic four and so um i don't even know if this would be a good suggestion but i'm thinking the boys carl urban uh because i don't know i feel like he he's been a pretty good leader of the boys but Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's just too close to i guess what is currently going on on that amazon prime show um i don't know i I feel like what batman batfleck i'm just kidding (laughs) i don't know if that would be a good one either so i'm kind of blanking so you know what i'll defer to you uh so yeah for some reason, what popped up in my head was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's older now uh, that I feel like he could possibly pull it off. I don't think. But then then you mentioned the Hyundai commercial. Then you mentioned Boston. I almost said Mark Wahlberg, but then I thought of Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> that's why I mentioned kind of, uh, what do you call that? Uh, ben Affleck. <laughs> yes, I would actually go with Matt Damon. Because okay. it's like he has that look that he, he's, he looks like a nice guy, but at the same time, it's like he can be commanding. He can be, uh, he can, he has the range enough to be going from like, oh, really good guy to kind of a square to being kind of a dick sometimes and all the way around, you know, kind of a friendly dude also, but can also pull off a nerdy scientist like the Martian. If he needs stiller. <laughs> or yeah, or like a evil scientist like an interstellar. So it's like uh I don't think he would do it. I mean he's already in the MCU, you know, as <laughs> Loki. 
Yeah. Do you think like a uh, Matthew McConaughey? I mean, I, I'm just thinking of Interstellar. Do you think that would may- maybe work, or does that? Way <laughs> I feel like that. Would, that's a little too distracting. I feel like. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's like well, you know, his limbs are just stretching. <laughs> I feel like for me though, I was gonna say Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but then you convinced me Matt Damon for Mr. Fantastic if John Krasinski doesn't work out, even though he's really Loki. Yeah, even though yeah, he's he's always gonna be Loki. He's just gonna be pretending to be Mr. Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. All right, well, Jeremy, I am the TV guy, and for this week's TV topic, uh, well, Peacemaker debuted last week actually, and they did. I don't know if this is a uh, a max original thing where they like to release three episodes at, at the same time. I remember when I was about to go watch it, I hadn't actually obviously um, logged in yet to my HBO max account or whatever. I was like, Hey Jeremy, let's talk about the HBO. Uh, what do you call it? The P- the peacemaker premiere. And he was like, uh, the, dude, there was three episodes that got released. I was like, Oh, well then <laughs> we'll do it on the first three episodes. Um, so it de- did debut last Thursday with those first three episodes. Um, to be honest with you, I, kn- I know you watched the first three. To be honest, I've only seen the first two. I'm one episode behind, and okay. I know there's going to be more episodes. I don't know, at least one tomorrow, because uh, we are recording this on a Wednesday. So my question to you is, so far, has Peacemaker met your expectations? Has it exceeded your expectations? Or has it kind of disappointed so far? Dude, for me, I actually think this exceeded my expectations. Like, when I first thought of the show, I was super hyped for it. But once the trailers came out and I saw some of the stuff, I kind of lowered my expectations a bit. Not saying that the trailers were bad or anything. It's just, I was like, okay, there's definitely not going to be enough or as much money in this, obviously, as, like, the movie, as the as the Suicide Squad uh, and who knows if we're going to get tired of the Christopher Smith peacemaker character. Can we handle him for an extended amount of time? Cause I feel like that some characters work in movies and some can't work in TV shows. Uh, surprising to say though, do I love this show so far? The three episodes that I've watched, it's funny. Uh, it has heart, even though it's like, this guy is a jerk, uh, to say the least, <laughs> mildly racist sometimes you know and it's like there's there's but one thing i love that um james gunn said about the character is that especially in long form writing long form stories the most interesting character is the one that can change the most throughout the series you can't like blood sport for example did his arc in that two hour span Whereas Peacemaker didn't, right? Like, he kind of was, like, same from beginning to end. And now, like, it's getting... This is his chance to shine in the movie. Uh, I love the humor of it. The action, I... You know, it's... There's not... It's not too heavy on the action, except... Dude, the fight scene with John Cena in his tidy whities <laughs> That was yeah. so good, though. And I was like, man, this this girl, which ends up being a, a butterfly. Butterfly, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm like, dang, she's kicking freaking John Cena across the room. How can she do that? 
it's John Cena. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's like John Cena's versing a, a super soldier, pretty much type of alien. Seems like we don't know for sure. Right. I, obviously, it seems like it's going to be one of those reveals later on in the uh, the the series, um, or even in the season. Uh, and I, obviously, I'm one episode behind you, so I appreciate you know the you know good looking out on trying not to spoil episode three for me. I was really trying to see if I could watch episode three, but uh, it just didn't work. I was too busy. But um, yeah, I mean, just to kind of add to your point, I, I'll, I will just quickly say that it exceeded my expectations too, but only because remember, remember when we watched the suicide squad in that free um, screening that you were able to get through, mm-hmm. I was at the WB I remember when we watched uh, when a building like fell on him or whatever, and they were like, "Oh, I guess that's the end of John Cena, uh, John Cena, Peacemaker, or whatever." Until we saw the post credit scene, I was like, "Oh shoot, he's yes, back! Yes, he's alive!" <laughs> oh shoot! And so I, I just love how you know they were able to um, basically you know, just follow up with the events of the suicide squad seamlessly um, transition into the story that they do want to tell with peacemaker. And then, you know, have the supporting characters introduce a brand new one with uh, Amanda Waller's daughter. Uh, What's her name again? I forgot. Oh, I just remember like Adebayo. Yes, I do. Yeah, because it was like Bam Autobio, the yeah, basketball yeah. player. It's just I just remember because freaking Peacemaker like screwed me up when he said a different name, but with it's like oh I I appreciate that he said it with so much conviction, even though it was totally wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, and that's the whole mm-hmm. James Gunn um, writing, and I felt like even though I I try to temper my expectations, I was like, okay, it's a TV show about John Cena, who's not an actor. For me, it, weirdly, I was like, oh, you know, the trailer was, you know, funny because it, it kind of carried over some of the stuff, uh, the same shtick from The Suicide Squad. And again, I was like, OK, you know, how much can you carry over? It'll probably get old. But again, for me, it's exceeded because um, you, you were talking about heart through that one scene when against spoilers, I forgot we probably should have done a spoiler warning. Um when he was like laying in bed in the in the second episode, he was crying because like <laughs> yeah. no one no one liked him or whatever. No one likes him. Everyone hates him, including uh, who's the blonde? A Harcourt. Harcourt, yes. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you could tell that he he really likes her or whatever, and she didn't want to give him the the time of day or whatever. But he was like, no one likes it. He started crying, and then all of a sudden, Vigilante was like, <laughs> yeah. wait, dude, are you are you jerking or something like that? Jerking at me? Did you pull your dick out? <laughs> it's like, Louis C.K., man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I, I just love the... I, I, I should know that anything with um, James Gunn at the helm with directing and writing will at least be decent minus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, and even and, then, I thought that was actually not bad. Yeah, it's upon not rewatch. It's not bad. It's not the bottom. You know, it's not the very bottom of the MCU. But uh, one thing I do appreciate a lot about the show is the music. Actually, the music choice and the style of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just fits the Peacemaker character. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not gonna mention his singing and stuff and <laughs> with, with the vibrator <laughs> as the mic, but I am gonna mention the 
opening or the <laughs> intro to the show. Yes. I love that intro so much, dude. It's like it's so serious, it's so stiff, but the it's so colorful at the same time. It's it's weird. There's like this juxtaposition between the characters and the music and just freaking Robert Patrick dancing. I thought I would never <laughs> seen the T1000 T-1000. <laughs> freaking dance like that. It's like this is uh it's just setting the tone for the show it's oh nuts you know if you weren't going to mention it just then i was literally going to mention the uh the opening credits because this may be a hot take i want to say it's top five all time (laughs) (laughs) intros Intros. it's so good that you know even though they're listing the cast and the credits during that dance sequence i don't i it's like i can't not i like I can't look at the names. I'm watching them dance and <laughs> doing their thing and flipping and Eagly is there. Eagly. I gotta mention Eagly. Dude, the, the the hug uh, the, in episode one. <laughs> yeah, it's like Dad, get the camera, take a picture. Dad, are you there? And it's like freaking Eagly just hugging him. Underrated character right there. I don't know. It's like is it is it the new baby Yoda? Eagly? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, dude, the uh, the opening credits uh, it's it's already vaulted to near the top uh, for me all time. It, it's definitely one of those where you know sometimes, especially now with streaming services, you can skip it. Um, I will never skip a Peacemaker <laughs> intro ever. It'll be like Game of Thrones for me or That's what uh, The Office or whatever. <laughs> I was so say, epic for me. I love. Uh, Daredevil's intro, yes. Game of Thrones intro, mm-hmm. but dude, this Peacemaker intro is like <laughs> for different, totally different, <laughs> totally reasons, different dude. reasons. It's like with Game of Thrones and like Daredevil, it, it, it sets the mood. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm about to watch a freaking like epic right now. But it's like with Peacemaker, it's like you know you're ready to have some fun with this show. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you you get the you get the James Gunn like jokes and everything and i feel like they don't seem at uh they don't seem forced like they did a little bit in in guardians of the galaxy volume two um i think for the most part they hit just like they did in the suicide squad i feel like they're they flowed uh really nicely and again you mentioned the music i like how they ended up using the vinyls because you know obviously he ended up stealing them from the butterfly (laughs) and uh he went out of his way to kind of get him and and there's just a lot of irreverent um raunchy like not even like just jokes but there's a lot of raunchy references like like what you were talking about with the vibrator as a microphone or uh, (laughs) that uh funny looking uh flashlight we'll just say you'll see it when you see it (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i forgot about that holy crap Oh, yeah, there's shoot. a lot of stuff, man. Just like little details everywhere. Um, but the cast is really good too. And yeah, you gotta watch episode three. Oh yeah, three. I will definitely uh, try to do that. Um, I'll probably try to incorporate it with the new batch of episodes, uh, however many come out uh, tomorrow. So um, I'll definitely try to kind of binge that part and definitely stay caught up. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, but next week on the weekly reel, we're actually not gonna be talking about superheroes this time. 
we're going to be talking about yeah for once <laughs> we're actually going to be talking about something a little different uh but ken what are we watching for next week uh well this coming monday on our main show uh we get to talk about wes anderson's latest offering uh from 2021 that's can't believe it's already 2022 uh, i was last year's the french dispatch and so this will be the first uh time that we will be covering a wes anderson movie it's currently available to rent on uh platforms like amazon prime that's where i watch uh that's where i watched it ahead of uh this coming monday's episode uh jeremy you watched it on youtube right yeah, I had to rent it on YouTube. Um, it's just five ninety nine. Use my Google uh, credits and all that stuff. So, but I think it's it's worth it. You you don't have to go to the theater to watch it. There you go. There you go. And it, I I would imagine it's also available on other platforms like Apple or or maybe even Redbox. So, um, I guess prior to this uh, coming Monday, Jeremy and I hadn't seen it, um, and so we were a little worried because I had only watched maybe three Wes Anderson movies. Jeremy hadn't seen any of them. And mm-hmm. so what we ended up doing is we ended up recruiting a uh, Wes Anderson f- fanatic, actually. And so you'll have to just stay tuned to find out who we have lined up for that episode for the French Dispatch. Yeah. And if you guys want to get notified uh, when that episode comes out, which is going to be on Monday, but just in case you forget, uh, you can always follow us on our social medias. Uh, we're, what's our handle can well it's at weekly real it's across the board on instagram twitter and facebook yeah so go make sure that you get notified for that or you can go on like the apple podcast stitcher spotify and make sure that the settings are all there to so that you're notified for that exactly but guys if you want more news it's actually not going to be next episode on the newsreel because we're actually going to be closing out the season. We're going to give out, you know, our, our little awards just to recap the whole season. That's going to be next episode on the newsreel, episode 35. But we are going to continue more news next season on the newsreel. But until then, we'll see you next time on the reel. <laughs>